The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey there, fanboys and fangirls. Uh, this is Powerful Brandon here. Uh, this is um, the Comics Paradox podcast in which we discuss uh, alternate reality takes and tales uh, such as Elseworlds and What Ifs from uh, some of the big publishers. We'll just basically kind of bounce around as we check out all kinds of different stories. Uh, we, we do things such as um, Amalgam Comics, uh storylines like age of apocalypse on top of those established alternate reality labels from from marvel and dc uh so yeah that's uh that's what we're about to bar embark on tonight alongside mr leo I, I, you know it's this is also the dork night we're gonna do a crossover episode it's this uh, you know this is gonna be a lot of fun and uh yeah so dork night we talk about everything about batman and do some deep dives and in, into uh the uh, the storylines and everything and uh you know you're you're totally gonna enjoy everything how uh how brandon covers uh the book as well uh and uh yeah we we also have uh somebody else with us every episode for both shows so he's like the common link mr justin cooper i'm the iron man yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. The, yeah. the most common. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> the lowest of the hanging fruit. <laughs> One might even say the lowest common. <laughs> yes, I, I like that. And as the denominator, I'm here to underscore what we're, what we're going to read today. Justin LCD Cooper. <laughs> we are talking about today the Doug Mensch and Kelly Jones uh, original classic Elseworlds book. Batman Red Rain. That's Batman Red Rain, not Peter Gabriel Red Rain. So, you know, all of you fans out there, you know, this is not the exact same. Great song. So, but that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, you really cleared our... up that confusion for all two of the people that questioned it. <laughs> well, I, I'm assuming I'm assuming a lot of people here are of the same vintage of us. So, 
some of us know who Peter Gabriel is. <laughs> yeah, some of us. I mean, bro, you hold a fucking gun to my head. Or a sledgehammer. Like, Name three songs by Peter Gabriel right now. I'd be like, dude, sledgehammer, book of love. I just pulled the trigger. I don't know anything else. <laughs> Salisbury Hill. Salisbury Hill. Boom. <laughs> Selling England by the pound. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Classic Genesis. Oh, that yeah. was, that oh, that's yeah. some trippy the, stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Foxtrot, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just. Oh no! Well, words. well, sell. No, you're fucking with me. Games sell- without frontiers. I mean, come on. <laughs> You say so, my friend. Uh, so uh, I believe you. Uh, Batman and Dracula came out in February of 1992. Uh, the cover artist is Kelly Jones and Malcolm Jones III. And uh, as Justin mentioned, the writer was uh, Doug Mensch. Uh, Kelly Jones was a penciler, and uh, Malcolm Jones was also the anchor, and I've said those already. Kellerista was uh, Leigh Dorscheid, I, I guess. name. <laughs> and the editor was Dennis O'Neill and uh, Kelly Puckett. I'm I'm just trying to find a good like info page for this for this book because I need to know what name you just murdered. This this was like a golden age too for uh, like DC when they had uh, Denny O'Neill as the editor. Yeah, yeah for real. Because I mean, as they go forward, it's like we're only going to get to like like um the point where you have um. Was it the Batman Nightfall and all of those things that hit in like 1993? So this is just on the cusp of that the death suit and rebirth of Superman, all that kind of stuff that would happen in this era. So it's a big deal. Yeah, uh, this came. This uh, took place in Earth 43, and uh, the main support. Uh, the main actor obviously is Batman. Supporting characters: Alfred, uh, Ariane. James Gordon and Tanya. All right. The colorist's name was Les Dorshide. Isn't that what I said? I don't know. I can't remember now because <laughs> I started listening to everything else you were saying. God damn it. Now I have to listen to the episode and have, have an epiphany two weeks from now. Are you familiar with their work or does the name ring a bell for you? Not at all. Yeah, no, not, that, not at all. That name sounds like a fucking... Uh, a a, uh, a pseudonym. <laughs> <laughs> that that name will come up later uh, on our discussion of this book. Just so you know. So <laughs> good to know. Always glad that we get to have these discussions before the show. So <laughs> so uh, oh, information that would have been, uh, uh, <laughs> been useful yesterday. <laughs> so uh, uh, lay uh, less. Uh... That's Dorshide. Dorshide. Uh, so he... I wanted more Dorshide. <laughs> I am. Dorshide is. Uh, so uh, his employers, he's worked for DC Comics, Marvel Comics, Dark Horse, Bongo Comics Group. Nice. And uh, his uh, job titles has been colorist and cover artist. And he was born February 15th, 1959. This is really a, a, a deep dive into a colorist Social for this. Social security number was 632. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, the database doesn't really say what he's worked on, which is odd. No, not uh, really. Yeah. So uh, let's he see. He colored Thanks this book nothing. like it was a dark horse book. Like it's when you look oh, at yeah. the colors where it's really subdued and all mm-hmm. that, it looks like, like an early – Hellboy or something else, which was around this vintage sort of time. So, 
if I was to have a complaint about the book, well, it would I mean, be the color. That, that sort of, that, yeah, I mean, that, that stands to reason, too, especially because at the time, Elseworlds was still very much a, a new thing mm-hmm. as far as the label itself. And that was originated by Mike Mignola with Gotham by Gaslight. So thematically with using the same character, they probably were trying to stick to the same kind of thing Mike Mignola was doing without Mike Mignola's involvement. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing, man, because they had Vertigo books at this time. And if you look at the difference in color on a Vertigo book, Vertigo book versus uh, Elseworlds in this case, you know, it's like, I mean, the, the only other one I can compare this to is the Batman Tarzan where they did it like that, and, and it's like the colors are so muted and subdued, and I'm like, don't you think they could have gone a little deeper with these reds and, you know, stuff like that? It just, I, I feel like that's... Well, clearly somebody at the publishing house did not agree with you. Yeah, clearly, yeah. <laughs> but it's okay, because I know best, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fanboy, and only I know what's right for this character. Well, Listen well, to me. To, to my point, look at look at the vibrant red on the cover. That's probably the most vibrant red you're going to see in the book. And that's just what I would have liked to have seen. Well, if ifs and buts and candy and nuts, we all have a Merry <laughs> Christmas, Justin. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's okay. It's just nitpicky. <laughs> so, uh, I hate how they have the word red in the title, and there's not a lot of red in the book. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Fucking Let's get breaking red. news this just in. Old man Justin Cooper screaming at clouds. Get off my lawn. <laughs> this is my frisbee now. You should have thought about that before you threw it over here. Meanwhile, back in Gotham during Batman Red Rain. <laughs> uh just uh point out, so this is ninety-two and the uh inside thanks. Uh this is very odd. Thanks to Bob Kane. And also Bill Finger and wow. uh, Bram Stoker and Hammer for inspiration. Kelly and nice. Malcolm for brilliant work. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I was about to say, you know, in, in, inside cover says Batman created by Bob Kane. But now, as we know, it's also Bill Finger. Well, I mean, Bill Finger's involvement in the level of his involvement with the creation of the character of Batman was not a secret within the industry itself at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, his name was was a term within mm-hmm. the comic book industry. If you felt as though a publisher were taking advantage of, of your creative works, the term for that was you were getting fingered yep. because of what Bob Kane did to Bill Finger. I mean, I, I've mentioned it before. Like, the first time I ever found out about it was because they did an article in Wizard Magazine back in the 90s. Oh, yeah, yep. And it, it, it was something that artists and writers all were aware of, you know, it, it, in the fact that, you know, Doug Mensch is saying, you know, thanks to Bob Kane and Bill Finger, as well as a number of other people, including Bram Stoker, of course, um, that's that's awesome. But the the unfortunate side of it is like the official recognition for his contributions to such an enduring character has only been incredibly recent. Yep. Totally. The cool thing too, is that your editor here is Denny O'Neill, who pretty much gave you your classic age Batman from like the eighties into the nineties, where it's like what you like about the character probably came from him. Oh yeah. 
for sure. So it's kind of funny to like put that on side the stuff with with uh, Bill Finger, where it's like he just built upon what Finger built, you know, a real hand sort of uh, that rocks the cradle there. Yeah, a see, a hand minus the fingers. Minus the fingers. What? Why? I don't. Sounds like a fucking comic book artist pissed off his bookie. What the they fuck? Got bit because they got bit. <laughs> oh yeah, because vampires are notorious for biting off fingers. No, because they they tried to get rid of finger. The the the, oh. the sorry. Finish your salad, Leo. <laughs> oh, you're not, you're not eating salad? Go to your room. There we go. <laughs> so uh, how do we want to handle this? Do you, do you want to take us through the book, Brandon, like you normally do with Comics Paradox? I mean, I'm all, I'm all for a back and forth here. I mean, I, I know I know Justin, like, I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm so used to you guys jumping in with the Batman stuff that I'm okay with, like, sitting back and just commenting on the alternate alternate stuff. Like, it's it's fine by me. Is uh, Justin? Justin, he's he's been excited that he actually finally got the book. So. <laughs> yeah, I know I did. I got it yesterday. Yeah, you know, like I've I, I've had this for a while, and it's the first time I've read it in a long time. But like Justin, Justin probably did a deeper dive on anything with this than I would than I did. Right. All right, I'll, I'll I'll kick it off. You you guys can <laughs> take it from there. So I, I I pick up what you're putting down. So we'll, we'll start off in the uh, the the slums of of uh, Gotham. We get a little bit of exposition here. It says the red rains do not cease until one <clears throat> midnight, and those who emerge to strut and slink through the shadowy vapors are few. Slumming on the bop hop, friend. Uh, pardon me. A streetwalker says to a uh, looks like a. Somewhat dapper gentleman with his collar popped. You know, we see him kind of in the shadows, you know, talking to this uh, creature of the night. You know, she says, uh, lucky me, a poor chick from Cleveland facing a continental bop in the hop street. Come here. Somebody just junked the couch and they don't pick it up till Tuesday. So she's going to she's going to take him over to the, uh, the couch there. And he goes, silence. Then he just kind of mesmerizes her and then glashes, gnashes his teeth. We could see him bite and just tear out her throat just with a whole bunch of uh, kind of uh, like blood coming off of his mouth and like gore and such. And uh, the big thing that they're showing here is that there's these these sort of slashes across the uh, across the throat. So we know it's a vampire because he's obviously Dracula. That's who we're thinking. But um, Gotham is clueless at this point. So and um, so then we see after this, she's dead and she was laid out on that couch. It looks like there's a little bit more of uh, exposition looks here. Like from... Either way, she was going to get laid out on that couch. That yeah, night. exactly. Right. She's, <laughs> she's done at this point. That was terrible. So uh, now you get some exposition from Batman. We see that he's investigating. His shadow shows up on the wall. He goes, number two. It's uh, It starts as a mist, a sinuous, hypnotic, ends as a woman. I can't move, spellbound. Her eyes fill me, pinning me. Now it's Batman in his bed. It's Bruce Wayne, and he's seeing the apparition of a woman come to him on his bed, and he's not sure what to take. He says he's he's uh, how to take it. He says that he's uh, he's paralyzed. Suddenly she's close, fluttering softly above. Presence of a scent of and movement slow and fast. Warm breath, murmured words, something about the night, eternal darkness, and a gift. Then a spiraling blackness. 
veil, veiled in shifting red mist. Then he wakes up and he's not sure what to do. Gone, the woman in the mist. Nothing, just a dream. Brought in by a girl on Hop Street. Her throat slashed on a couch under no roof. Yeah, so, so all of this what... is happening at kind of like just in, in like a, a quick succession. It's like, all right, he's investigating a crime. And then he, he wakes up after having sort of a fever dream. Touches his neck because he's not really sure what's going on. Yeah. You know? And, you know, we 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 can see, like, obviously they're setting, setting everything up because there's more to this than a dream, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they they talk about yeah the mist and what have you. What they get to fairly quick. Well, we're seeing that somebody is uh, targeting homeless, the destitute and, and unwanted in Gotham City. Uh, there is uh, a number of. Well, I should say there's some disturbing happenings here with, uh, well, you know, a homeless guy attacking another homeless guy. It's yep. not the dapper fellow that we had seen at the beginning of this with the red tie, but rather uh, a, a homeless guy that's uh, about to attack the other one because he wants his uh, <laughs> his booze blood. He wants to get drunk. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the only way you can do it is uh, by by you know drinking the uh, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty through the jugular vein of his homie, mm-hmm. and you know we we see Batman showing up just a little too late to save that that fellow that you know got attacked, and they have their throats sl- uh, slashed again just like the uh, the woman at the very start of it, and um, as you can imagine, this is a uh, not great news for the city of Gotham. It's bad enough that they have like lunatic clowns and like former DAs with half of their faces face missing, like doing crime. And that's putting it lightly. Uh, but the mayor himself is now telling commissioner Gordon, like, you know, you need to figure this out. I'm, I'm up for like reelection soon enough. And we can't have people finding help that homeless people are getting slashed left and right on our streets. So, and, and this is a very subdued Gordon that you're going to see here. Like he's not brash like you see in Batman Year One. He's not he's not like as guts gutsy or gung ho or anything else like that. He's trying to figure out a solution here, and and you're going to see him. He's just kind of like beside himself. He doesn't really know how to go about and accomplish what the mayor is asking him to do. Yeah, I mean it's it's do everything he can without seeming to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> It's all plausible deniability in case anybody asked, but you know, make sure you fucking find a solution to the problem. That's that's uh having your hands tied remarkably tight. Um, you know, we we move past that and we find that Bruce is still having this dream. It's it's you know, reoccurring or recurring. Um, this this woman comes to him, floats over him, and she seems to be talking this time, uh and she says very like into the ether as he wakes up saying real we're real and uh you know bruce wakes up and he's like oh man that is quite the crazy dream well let me it's nighttime i guess i should put on my bat pajamas with apparently (laughs) a foot long ear on each side of the head yep kelly jones style go jump around the streets of gotham's rooftops 
Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Case, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Uh, Before we go further, I just want to go back a couple pages. Just uh, a quick discussion on this Batmobile. Um, Yeah, yeah. Do you see that one? Yeah. It's... uh, I don't think... I mean, this is very reminiscent of the, the early... Batmobile. Uh, have you seen this anywhere else, Justin? It's it's funny because this is like your 1930s yeah. sort of Batman fighting the Mad Monk sort of style. It doesn't have the big battering ram on it though. But the but the the cool thing is you don't see a lot of technology in this. No, you don't not see at all. this as like a story where it's like oh there's this. So this could take place in any given time. You know, it's just there's no cell phones. There's really no computers. Anything else like that. So it's kind of in an ambiguous window of where it would be based on what we see. Yep. Exactly. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, obviously it couldn't be now because of the lack of computers and cell phones. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> it's like the only time that it, it couldn't be. It's so, all like, vampires we have running around. So it's the one thing I always hated about living in Santa Carla. <laughs> yeah. All those all lost boys running around. Vampires. Thou <laughs> shall not drink. A reference to the Lost Boys for anybody out there that has no idea what we're talking about. You um, wish for the Frog Brothers. So I do, I do like uh, in this shot that they have here with um, Bruce up on the gargoyle when it shows him leaping down. How the cape has uh, a little bit more of like a cloak quality, you know, especially considering he has a cowl. Like I, I really enjoy that. It's the same kind of. Um, uh, design that they used for the most recent Batman movies uh, costume. And uh, I, I can dig on that. It, it makes it look like it's a little bit more around the neck and uh, mm-hmm. then kind of flows out longer in, uh, as you get farther away from the torso. It, it, it makes sense if you think about it because of the fact he wouldn't want it getting in the way of him fighting. Um, it's just, it, it, and also it's just a really, really cool shot like it's an it's an awesome drawing I, that right there i mean for me aside from the ridiculously long ears like i i've never <laughs> understood that ever. do you notice his teeth on the bottom there it's like uh it's not quite 
like uh, they don't show the bottom in 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 the like the the top and the bottom kind of meld together. <clears throat> yeah. So it's like wait a minute. It's like they're kind of they're kind of like fainting to the idea that he's a vampire, but they're not really like giving it to you completely. Yeah, like you can definitely play it off as he's just gnashing his teeth, but I mm-hmm. I completely see what you're saying. They they purposely left the line out between like where his canines touch when his teeth mm-hmm. are being gnashed. It's uh that's subtle and clever. I didn't even catch that. That's Kelly Jones for you. He he does some cool stuff and you can see on the next page, one of my favorite things that he does is when he uh kind of uh highlights the eyes with negative space. So they just look like little pinholes of, yeah. of light in these dark wells. I, I love his art. It's so cool. Does a nice creepy touch too. I've seen that utilized in several places, probably since he he started doing it himself, I'm guessing. Yeah, he did some good stuff. Definitely. And um, let's see. So what were we talking? We're talking about the next next part. So Batman's out in the prowl and he uh, he's trying to stop. uh, Looks like a mugging or something like that. of Someone with a shopping cart that a woman attacks. And just as she uh, sinks in her teeth and she's trying to rip out this throat, he comes down on her with a haymaker punch and just uh, knocks her. But uh, he's just saying he's like, I never expected a woman. She's clearly mad, almost demonic and in the mask of uh, blood that spurted from her slashed throat. But this time I've caught her this time. I'm mere minutes. Uh, this time I'm not mere minutes too late. This time she's what so fast. And she like shreds a hole in his cape, you know, the Batman's cape that can stop bullets and flames and shit like that. So <laughs> it's like she, and she handily defeats him like just in hand to hand. Like she manhandles the Batman in these next couple pages. And he's just like, what the heck is happening? So he tries to take off after her. And something that just does not happen often to this character, she's gone. And she's gone without a trace. He has nowhere to find her, no leads, anything. So his his thought is to get back to the victim, because this one actually lived. Yeah. And um, the thing about this one as well is uh, the Slash not being there fully displays that it's uh two bite marks on the neck mm-hmm. we uh we kind of are getting a little closer to what it is we're actually dealing with in gotham you know the the detective work really sunk in as soon as batman saw puncture wounds <laughs> instead yep. of a slash mark like good job bruce it's, he spent all that time traveling the world but uh you know we we still have gordon uh <laughs> stressing out putting Alka-Seltzer in all of his water because he he can't figure (laughs) out how to solve this thing. Uh, And we have uh, Bruce arrive back to the Batcave. He's just like, you know, I'm I'm fucking tired. Like, how am I supposed to let Alfred know that, you know, for all intents and purposes, I am just Batman. Bruce Wayne is dead. And it's like, okay, we've, we've, we've seen these comics before. We, we get it. You know, Batman's the real person now. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's the, sort of identity crisis they briefly touch upon within the confines of this story. There's not a lot of time devoted to it in all honesty. Um, they move, they move along with what they're trying to tell in a fairly straightforward manner. So I, I can appreciate that, that little tinge of what Bruce Wayne Batman like duality is, but uh, they, they don't dwell on it. It's, it's not bad. Um, in he starts uh, falling asleep 
in dreams about this same woman again. And uh, this time she's speaking directly and like almost right away. And she says, real vampires are real. And then displays her own fangs, but not all of them evil. And then he wa- he wakes up. He's <clears> like, <throat> oh, man, I'm so tired of waking up in a cold sweat after dreaming about a pretty vampire lady. This is tired. Also, I think I need to change my box of shorts. No, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he didn't say that part, but I think we all knew it was it was definitely implied, right? Um, yeah, kind of. And well, it's not even we, the first. Actually, this is the first time that is, but it's not the last time that'll happen in this book. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, you know, and so Bruce is just like, I need to, I need to like get out there and. And find out what's going on, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's just like, he feels compelled to, like, get out and, and look around. So he goes to, like, his, what is it, a Mercedes? Or I can't even remember what they said, what kind of car it Was is. this the Rolls Royce? Rolls Royce, yeah. And uh, he just goes to open the door, and he just rips the door handle off. And he, he, he you know, is puzzled, puzzling to himself, like, wait a minute. The door was locked. I just tried to open it, like. That's as much effort as he put into it. And he just ripped the thing off. And he's like, hmm. And using those keen detective skills, <laughs> he bends down to the side of the car and grabs it by the, the body and lifts it right up with one hand, tilting it completely with minimal effort. And, uh, of course, he's just like, what's happening to me? And he goes to his, uh, his physician and tells him to run a blood test to look for anything abnormal. And, uh, at the same time, Bruce asks him to take a look at his shoulder blades. And the doctor kind of, you know, looks at him and is like, whoa, did you did you scrape your back or did you fall on your back recently? And uh, Bruce is just like, no, no, I, I didn't do any of that. Which is like, this dude's Batman. He's just like willing and showing his back to his doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, I thought that his, too. His back looked like a fucking roadmap of pain to begin with. Like, Exactly. Holy shit. Jeff Coombs style. And not a not a fucking scar on this dude though. Like nothing on the front. At nothing on his arms. All right, dude. I guess you've taken very good care of yourself in this world, Bruce. And, and he's not super beefy either. You know, like no. like he's not like a, a huge muscle mask. Like he's he's like a sleek athletic build in this one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's he, he's not like a DC animated universe uh <laughs> yeah, <Batman>. exactly. <laughs> fucking puffed out chest. I speak with my diaphragm. Yeah, we we get it, Bruce. We know it's you. What? (laughs) No, I am vengeance. I am the knight. Yeah, and you're also the fucking CEO of Wayne Industries. Knock it off, Bruce. (laughs) Uh, Anywho. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, like, there's something something very weird going on with uh, Bruce's back, obviously. And, um, you know, he takes his leave. And then we we come to... uh, sort of a, a crypt, like an underground Romanian <clears throat> area. Um, and uh, it's Dracula, and he's basically got a couple of low-level vampires he created bringing some uh, some treats for all of them to partake in. You know, like you don't show up to a party without a snack, right? And uh, clearly that's, uh, that's what they're doing down there. They're turning it into a den, so that's fucking horrifying. And then Batman shows up to a, a woman. I don't know who this is. Ariane? Ari- 
Ariane. I don't know if you ever saw her in any comics before this. I don't. I don't recall who this is. If if this is someone significant, I I'm missing that piece. But okay. she she's like his Velma Dinkley, you know. Yeah, I mean, right down to the design, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Velma when she's sixty-seven. Well, th- there had been a couple. Uh, I think in some of the animated stories where he goes to uh, a woman for some some help, um, but it's very rare that I've seen it. Yeah, I I usually see him go to like Leslie Tompkins. Leslie or Tompkins, something like yeah, that, that's you know where he'll go to her and be like, "Hey, what about vampirism?" You know, <laughs> just you know as a larf. Oh, you know? Bruce, I know it's October, but that's ridiculous. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, like he um he goes to her and says like, "Tell me everything you know about vampire lore." It's like, dude, you didn't have to go to somebody for that, Bruce. Come on, man. You you know as well as I do that there's a it's, bunch of public libraries. It's an exposition dump. You know, it's it's a chance <laughs> for them to like tell us the reader what's going on. It's like we already kind of know, but now it's like, all right, I know, but just but just you know for everybody else, tell them. Okay, Batman. You know, it's like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very more space goes coast to coast than Batman at that point. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, just real quick, a good, uh, a quick search looks like uh, she is unique to Earth forty three. Oh, okay. Uh, she's a researcher in the occult, an ally and v- advisor of Batman as he explored the su- uh, supernatural. There we go. Yeah. And uh, you know, yeah, more her... supernatural uh, uh, world here in uh, World forty three. Say that, say that again, I'm sorry? It, it must be a more supernatural <clears throat> version of the DC world here in uh, their Universe 43. Maybe. I mean, I, I believe they revisited this reality in one of the other, like, big, you know, event books. And uh, pretty much everybody had been turned into a vampire. Like, the Joker was a vampire in Gotham in that one, and it was fucking terrifying. Worse than Dracula. But, uh, yeah, so Bruce is Batman here. Uh, he asks her, like, how are vampires made? And this is where we get all kinds of info as the audience as to how this has been working within this story pretty much so far. Uh, and she says, supposedly through an evil alchemy of the blood, producing immortality, exaggerated strength, sensitivity to sunlight, and insatiable appetite for blood, and alteration of the saliva to a transformative venom, which theoretically induces the aforementioned alchemy of the blood, thereby allowing each victim to perpetuate perpetuate the phenomenon. And then Batman's like, by biting new victims, like in the movies, and like the transference of rabies. Mm-hmm. What else? And she's like, oh, the usual. They can transform themselves into bats, mist, wolves, and... Be harmed only by silver, the cross, sunlight, decapitation, and of course, the ever-reliable oak stake through the heart. And then Batman, of course, because he's trying to figure out what his dreams are all about, must a vampire be evil? You mean assuming they really exist? Assuming that. Well, I don't know. The rain is turning redder, isn't it? Chemicals in the air, alchemy by accident. Until soon, they say, it'll sting the eyes. Does that make the rain evil? Uh, it should be mentioned that uh, the rain has been getting tinted more mm-hmm. red as the story has gone on, hence the title of the story, Red Rain. Yep, based on uh, some pollution and things like yeah, that. In Gotham. It, and it does coincide 
not caused by, but it, is co- it coincides with Dracula's arrival in Gotham City. Uh, and, you know, Batman's just like, you know, well, what if what if there were vampires who, like, didn't, you know, they, they were once humans, so they're not animals. That means they <clears throat> have the choice to do things or not do things. So what if they chose not to feed on humans? And Ariane says, like, oh, vegetarian vampires. And he's like, you know, she's like a novel notion, but why are you asking me about this? And he's like, uh, well, you know, there's vampires or blood sucking, sucking scum and so are criminals. I am the knight. And then just like, yeah, kind of. And fucking books it out of there. He does peace out pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I love the shot of him uh, as he like dismisses himself uh, in that like quarter panel on this page where it's just like him up against the wall holding onto a rope and the red rain is coming down against like the blue backdrop of his his cape and cowl like it's it's cool like if i didn't have the word bubbles there i'd be like man i would totally i would totally want that as like a a poster or yeah it's it's cool it really is it's it looks dope it it really does i Uh, said up the red so uh, just real quick, uh, I did some looking in. Earth 43 has been used uh, in multiple books. Uh, some of the residents, including uh, Batman, Cyborg, Flash, Green Lantern, Robin, Ultraman, Wonder Woman, uh, Dracula, Plasma Man, uh, Mr. Terrific, Crypto. Uh, and apparently Earth 43 is opposite Earth 49 and is directly connected to hell. Okay. Sure. Well, I mean that makes sense. So, so I mean, then you're you're running into the other issues that you have with the underworld, and I mean, it, 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 this is this is ripe for like a story to team up with Etrigan. That would be great, right? That would be something else for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think just Etrigan though. It would have Blue to be... Devil, <laughs> maybe the uh, Shadow Shadow Pact. <laughs> <clears throat> My God. Blue Devil, that would be something. Blue Devil, what, what the hell? What's the last thing he did of any real significance? What day of vengeance? He was in Shadow Pact and Days of Vengeance. That's yeah, all I yeah. can think of. Like, what? What was I, that? What was that? He Etrig- was in Crisis. You know. What was that Etrigan story we read where Gotham was like? There was a demon in Got that was like the heart of Gotham. Oh, geez. Um, that wasn't the Gates of Gotham. No. That doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, no, well, I, that's kind of like a, that's a, a Scott Snyder thing that was like uh, in the vein of like an origin story, I, I think. No, that's not it then. I don't know. I don't know that one. Hmm. I know we read it on one of the shows. Cool. But uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the fact that it's all Batman, but it's like segue, Batman segue to Batman segue. It's yeah, cool. exactly. <laughs> A bat segue chum. <laughs> <laughs> Diabolical. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we we then come across come to Batman uh, in Potter's Field, which uh, is a term for a large section of land that a lot of uh, urban areas have for unknown uh, bodies. They they bury them, uh, give them a place to like rest them rest their bones, but 
that's about it. You know, no markers. You don't know who's who. Um, just all anonymous. And um, they usually put up like, you know, some some kind of just marker. That's about it. They'll put up like a blank cross sometimes. And um, Batman walks in and he's looking and saying like, oh, look, there's a whole bunch of graves that have been redug here. It looks like people were going through them, except why would anyone be grave robbing at Potter's Field? These are all poor homeless people that died, and this is where they dumped them. And uh, he looks around, he realizes, like, wow, they, they walked out of here, and they had to, like, go past all those crosses that must have been absolutely unbearable. It sucks to be them. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he he's just kind of, like, following where he thinks logically the trail would bring him. And uh, he comes to a, a sewer grate and just uh, with very minimal effort, like he did with the, the car in his garage, he grabs the bars of the, the sewer covering and just rips the whole thing right out with concrete still sealed all around it. And he's like, well, this is great. <laughs> and he's like, let me go kick some vampire ass, I suppose. Batman, vampire hunter. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he he's like, well, I'm going to go kick some ass, so I guess I don't need this sewer grate anymore. And he just, like, throws it, like, casually to the side, but with all of his superhuman strength and takes a huge chunk out of, like, a brick wall for no other reason than to do it. <laughs> just very punk of him. And uh, let's see, he, he proceeds, you know, through the, through the sewer, and he's just like, oh, like, all I can smell is death. And, oh, that's probably why. A giant pile of rotting bodies. And this is that... where this becomes a horror comic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because and Yeah, because as he approaches it with his bat flashlight, Truth. A, a creature comes, quote, back to life, and it's like a half decay. It, it's sort of like Tarman from Return of the Living Dead, but with vampire fangs. It's just like the somewhat you know uh i mean it looks like a ghoul just without the tongue you know kind of but i mean it's just like a you know somewhat deteriorated vampire like just kind of like that have you seen the videos of that monk that's like 120 he's like just bones with like a layer of skin it's crazy too to see him move yeah it's like that is unnatural well speaking of unnatural uh batman is you know making his way through and uh he he comes across uh several more of these these ghoulish undead vampires uh and just starts you know kicking ass and taking names like batman does and uh, there's a really cool splash panel that shows him just like getting ready to elbow drop one of these creatures. He lifts straight up into the air as the rest are clawing at him. And uh, he's just like, I've got to fight. Yeah, well, you're up against vampires, dude, but what else? I mean, it's fight or run, right? <laughs> like, yeah, kind of. Come on, man. Your choice is pretty binary in that situation. Uh, and he was just like, oh, there's, there's too many of them. And all of a sudden, a whole bunch of them start getting with uh, Oaks uh, stakes through the heart and they show uh, very quickly a panel like there's four people there with guns shooting these these stakes directly into the the, the chest the hearts 
of these creatures coming at Batman. And uh, then he turns around and he hears, vampires are real, but not all of them evil. And wouldn't you know it, it's the same lady he's been having his mm-hmm. dreams about. Yeah, except she doesn't have like the uh the uh like um like the circuit code around her mouth. Yeah, the weird gore yeah. lines, right? Yep. Yeah, the blood. It was the blood. The, the blood of immortality. <laughs> oh, they call me the count. I'm sorry. Uh so <laughs> One, yeah. Also, uh, her hair two. is decidedly not purple. <laughs> yeah, I was world. I was wondering that when I first saw her, if it was purple or orange or auburn or whatever this is. So, but apparently, again, it's like, like a, the muddy colors kind of like here, a soft so. a soft brown or a or a honey blonde. <laughs> yeah, I'd go with honey blonde, sure. Yeah, and um, you know, she's she's uh, like you know, I'm I'm Tanya, and you know, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> you know. And uh, all of a sudden, there's a swish, 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 and a huge gush of, of what feels like wind going by them. And then they look up and they see a, a rendition of Dracula that uh, probably is closer to what you saw at the end of uh, Fright Night by Tom Holland mm-hmm. when Jerry Dandridge completely turns. And uh, it's, it's Dracula, and he fucking looks at them and all the vampires there with the the guns and shit saying on your knees and transforms into his human self at the same time. And they, they're compelled to do it. And as they're, they're there with their guns dropped on their knees, he says, now put an end to yourselves. And even Tanya is like grabbing that stake gun and pulling it right to her chin. You can actually see like the wiggle lines, like a bit, trying to resist the physical physical movement it's a dramatic and, scene yeah and uh they are you see them all actually like using all of their strength to fight it but they they can't help it and uh they're about to you know go ahead and pull that trigger dracula screams he bellows one more time do it and batman's like well fuck all that noise sound pop and just <laughs> yeah. jumps right up and kicks dracula in the fucking kisser like <laughs> it, that kick right there is the one that he took the hulk out with in the crossover so it's true that uh two-heeled uh drop kick it's the mighty bat kick yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no this is where i hold all of my power right, in, in the bat heels boot to the head heels. i studied tap extensively so yeah he uh he he kicks uh dracula and they go tumbling through like I don't know, some area and a whole bunch of water washes them down and they're stuck in like a drainage area and uh, Batman gets cut by, by Dracula. He scratches at him uh, and he takes the blood from his side and then puts it into the shape of a cross on the wall right but right next to him. He's like, oh, ain't that a bitch, Drac? I know you want the blood, but it's in the shape of a cross. You can't even come near me. And, uh, they stay there for like what, <laughs> like eight hours? It's it's crazy. He's like, "Come get me if you can." He's like, "You taunt me," and he's like, "All night long." And I'm like, "What the hell?" He went full Lionel Richie on his ass. And and, and here's your point: it's a stalemate, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's just he's sitting there until until he's done, and then he's like, "Oh, the sun's coming up, light and all that." And 
Dracula this entire time stood there with Batman and I'm like, rarely will Batman have a character that will match wills with him. They'll match wits or they'll match physicality, but Dracula was right there with him this entire time staring him down while he's bleeding out. That's intense. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fucking I mean It's good drama in this book. Some nerve, man. Like Batman has some cojones, you know? But uh, you know, he he's He's saying to him, you know, Dracula, as he leaves, when the the light, the sun starts coming up and what have you, uh, he's, he's just like, your blood will be mine. And Batman's crawling up from a sugar and he's like, not even if there's any left. Because <laughs> like, dude's like on death's door. You see and... that smile reminds me of uh, the Dark Knight Returns cover. I get that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, we come back to Jim Gordon in his office. And... Oh, uh, just just real quick in that panel on the top right, the people buying them are like pretty freaked out. Yeah, it's yeah, like they Lon just Chaney watched or something, right? They just watched a dude in a bat costume crawl up from the sewer, and he's got blood all over him. Yeah, freaked out is like the nicest they like reaction they could have. But uh, yeah, we we just go to Jim Gordon still dealing dealing with his quandary of. You know, oh man, all these people are dying, but I can't say anything about it because uh, Mayor is a dick that told me not to. All right, Jim, really way to stand up to yeah, fucking authority of using his yeah. power, you know. And uh, he's just sitting there, like looking at at the puncture wounds on a on a woman's on the woman's neck that they got last. He's like, this isn't the work of a normal serial killer. It almost makes you believe in no, that's cuckoo banana pants. He actually, he actually said that way lies madness, but that's in the director's cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's bonus material. Uh, and Bruce is just like, you know, hey, so Alfred, guess what? Vampires are real. And <laughs> Alfred's like, what? Excuse me? When's the last time you 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 had like food? <laughs> Maybe we need to get you some water. Are you delirious? And he's like, no, no, no. I mean, I am. I'm definitely like, you know, nuttier than a fucking payday, but. <laughs> vampires are real and uh he's got the he's got like um ace bandage or whatever gauze around his midsection and alfred kind of like looks back at his back the same area that the doctor checked out earlier for him and alfred's reaction is you you're back sir and bruce is just like i know now finish up bandaging me and let me just sleep in peace you jerk and uh you know it's like okay wow he really hurt his back in something we didn't see that what a weird thing to keep bringing up it's kind of a x-factor uh moment there with like uh warren worthington and stuff you know it's it's kind of like that sort of and and i mean if you if you read that you kind of might know what's coming you know i'm like well what could be coming if there's vampires and stuff so but i mean if you have no idea you 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 have no idea you know. Yeah, I guess you're in for a treat of some kind. <laughs> yeah, some sort of <laughs> trick and or treat. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, we we see that Dracula's back in his little den area there, and he's like, oh, she killed all. She, you know, she she killed everyone, and they got away. This this sucks. Roar, I am mad. Like, I mean, that literally is how it. Is. He just goes roar, and we cut back to Alfred in the kitchen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, if Dracula gets mad, he's gonna growl in the sewer. Kids, be careful. Better get my pickle <laughs> sandwiches ready. 
<laughs> which are surprisingly delicious. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Alfred's just kind of trying to process, and he's like, "Vampires." Bruce is acting wacky, and his back—he's—he's he's changing. You know, last night's, and then he's looking at the water he's drinking. He's like, "Oh, last night's rain—it's turning pink because of all the red rain that's been falling in the city." And um, you know he pours himself some mineral water instead and he, he ponders to himself, you know, that rain is changing what we drink and it's probably changing us too. I think we're all changing. And, uh, you know, we come back to Tanya saying hi to Bruce while he's in his bed, but this time it's not a dream. <gasps> you don't say. I, <laughs> no, I, I did. I did say, damn it, Leo, listen. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, she she. It turns out she's been uh, coming in and actually like biting him, so he gets the uh, like the the strength that he needs to go up against Dracula without actually like turning him into a vampire. It's like utilizing that same like venom that they were talking about earlier in in the uh, in the uh, issue. That was an episode. Um, and you know she she's kind of explaining that you know that that dude that he fought in the sewer is dracula Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) and uh you know it's it's basically like he's he's a bad dude and she was she was changed by him uh like i don't think i don't know how did they say how long ago it was it's she says that she'd been fighting him for centuries so it's it's kind of ambiguous but it's it's a long time. Yeah, but she, uh, she, you know, became like his companion, and they, uh, they killed a lot of people, uh, satiating their their thirst. And uh, then one night, uh, Dracula went to like straight up kill a little kid, and something in her just like snapped, and she, she realized exactly like what monsters they they both were, and she. Put an egg in a shoe and beat it. <laughs> and uh, she decided she was going to try to stay away from killing people. And she fed on animals. And uh, it barely kept her alive. But then she finally got to a point where she started like self-teaching herself uh, about chemistry and, and biology and what have you. And she developed a serum that, an artificial plasma rather, that um would wean her from the desire for human blood and uh she explained that it's more of an addiction than anything else and you have to like break yourself of it and fight it uh and and it's a basically through those terms it's it's really a never-ending battle but you can get through the worst of it and um you know that's that's pretty much where she found herself like oh i need i need people to help me now. And so she went to some other vampires and offered to help them do the same thing. And, uh, they've been trying to take out Dracula. Oh yeah. Like it says right here together. We've hunted Dracula for centuries. And, uh, in Gotham is the closest they've ever been. So it's kind of a big deal for her that she's enlisting the help of Gotham's sworn protector, Batman to, uh, you know, finally get rid of old, you know, fang face for, for good. 
they give us an important plot point here too that I, I only see on my, my reread right now. It is as if his caution and elusiveness no longer concern him for some reason. Which uh, when we get to the ending, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, when we get to that point, too, I thought that was like quite a cool plot point. It, it's probably even more relevant today than it was at the time that this was He's written. so self-aware, too, which is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But it's it's cool. Like I'm trying to figure out who Tanya looks like, and the only one I can come up with is if you've ever played Streets of Rage. There's like wow. uh, you know like one of the villainesses that comes and and fights is uh, I think she's got like a whip or something like that. That's kind of who Tanya looks like. So it's like yeah. that character. <laughs> I, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. Um... <laughs> well, th- this is in the '90s, you know. And... Yeah, it's it's That's like. True. They could have definitely pulled that right out of there. Yeah. She's got that Sonya Blaze thing going on, too, you know. For sure. I mean, definitely, like, the same kind of stuff that was going on with, uh, like, Psylocke over in Marvel. Almost exactly, yeah. I mean, without the leg wraps and all that. But, yeah, she yeah, she definitely looks a lot like her. Yeah, it actually is, like, a, a bit of a uh, She-Hulk design, too. Yeah, I could see that. Actually, if she was green, she'd probably look exactly like She-Hulk. Yep. More than likely. Look at us breaking it down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we we come to Bruce, like, waking up um, and, you know, basically saying, uh, like, oh, um, what, what is it? Uh, Gotham must be worn, blah, 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 blah. Like, something about a friend. Is that, I think that already happened here. But he's like, oh, I have to deliver a message to Gordon. And, you know. Of course, he he. Oh yeah, no, he rushes to uh to Gotham City Police Department, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, Gordon, like, let's go, let's go have this conversation inside." That I, I don't want to be in broad daylight because he's somewhat vampiric, and he didn't bring any SBF with him. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's when Tanya and her crew, alongside Batman, inform Jim Gordon of what's going on. Uh, with Dracula and the vampires that that are actually the murders that have been occurring, and <laughs> Commissioner Gordon just like right, <laughs> whatever you say. Come on, Batsy, you're hanging out with these clowns. You gotta be kidding me! And uh, Tanya just goes, "Fine, take out your gun and shoot me." Then he's like, "What?" And she, you know, he's like, "You're crazy. I can't do something like that." And then she completely like turns, like she grows her claws out and she bares her fangs. And Gordon just like screams no <laughs> and shoots her three times. And then she transforms back to looking normal. And she's like, see, <laughs> if, uh, if I really wanted to kill you, you'd be dead in a thousand bullets. She wouldn't even mad. Me. Yeah, I know. She was like, oh, ha, ha, your bullets, your human bullets tickle me. And yeah, so we, uh, we basically have Gordon convinced like, all right, stuff's going down. Uh, you're going to need to do your thing. I'll cover you as best I can. You know, like pretty much every Batman story you've ever read where he has a conversation with Jim Gordon. Um, what were you going to say? What's... No, I was just laughing at, at the uh, presumption of that. And I'm like, I'm like, it's just funny when we give Brandon like the Batman stuff. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I get <laughs> you know, I mean, like... 
I'm half joking, but I mean, I've read yeah, enough no, Batman comics to be like, I mean, I know I've seen this. <laughs> like, That's why it's funny because it's kind of true. And I'm like, yeah, kind of like yeah. you guys. And I think it's so great that you're so dedicated all together. Like, oh, I'm reading all through this Batman and I got to catch up because I, I fell, fell behind and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know what? I literally can stop reading Batman for three years and then start reading Batman again. And I'm still going to see the same things I recognize in Batman. <laughs> like, it's not going to be a problem for me. That's why I'm just like, I, I will cherry pick the story arcs I read. <laughs> I'm well, as long as you don't read last year's, uh, over to last year, because they changed, like, everything up. If oh, you yeah, say like, so. <laughs> I, I just don't read the early uh, 2000s, uh, the Bruce Wayne murderer, all that kind of stuff. I, I just, I don't even like the character. I'm like I don't even know who they are, you know who who is this? Oh, it's Batman. No, it's not. Yeah, if not you say all. so, jerk face. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Mr. Brewbaker, I disagree. <laughs> no, sir, Mr. Brewbaker, I do not agree with you, sir. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, this what is, did he do? This is not the Batman I enjoyed reading the adventures of growing up. Now you like, fix it, fix it. So you're telling me this guy that's out to save the world and do all this stuff. Totally hung his, uh, you know, female bodyguard out to dry, faked his own death, and then came to taunt her. What? This is heavy. <laughs> There's that word again. <laughs> is there something wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull in the future? <laughs> I'll say. Uh, <laughs> Doc. Uh, so yeah, we we have um, you know, Batman in in the the vamp crew there, getting ready to take down uh dracula as best they they can and batman is just like super weak you know he's like oh man you know it'd be great right now blood <laughs> you know i mean yeah I, right I, I assume that'd probably be what he needs uh and then you know he it turns out he's he's fucking dealing with you know a fair amount of blood loss still and he needed a transfusion so tanya gave him one She's like, we're the same blood type. I'm like, yeah, I mean, sure, except you're a fucking vampire. So I'm pretty sure that means Batman's a vampire now. <laughs> yeah, like, you're sure getting there. I've seen I've seen enough vampire movies and shows to understand, like, if they exchange blood, even if it's not through the mouth, that's probably going to make him a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, she's like, there's no other way. I'm like, okay, if you guys say so. And, you know, they, they unhook him and, you know, he, you know, the, you know, she's like, uh, Dracula has your friend and he jumps up. He's like, Alfred, Alfred, and just like burst through the door. And he's now all like, you know, full of vim and vigor. <laughs> he just hopping around, sticking his feet together. Like he's Dick Grayson doing a yeah, fucking yeah, jump off the, the trapeze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And, um, Alfred's right there in the parlor and he's just like, good Lord, sir. What? And he's like, wait, thank God she was wrong. And, uh, you know, then Bruce is like, wait a minute, who did she mean? If you're okay. And as, as they're as he's saying this, uh, Alfred's informing him that the doctor's on the phone and it seems the results of his blood test show abnormal levels of adrenaline and an increased white cell count and antibodies of some unknown. And then crash, bang, boom! Three vampires just fucking come through the window, like, coming on like gangbusters, which uh, definitely flies in the face of one of the biggest rules I know about vampires. Yeah. Uh, ju- just just a 
correction is quiche, peach, blash. What? Oh! <laughs> like, what the fuck? So the onomatopoeia. Well, instead of crash, bing, boom. I like it. One of them looks like go. Kevin Bacon. I mean, so Morbius? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't be the only person that's ever thought that. Nope, totally true. Like, I remember back in the day, I was like, you know who would be the perfect person to play Morbius? Who? Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. And then got cast in X-Men First Class, and I was like, oh. It's I mean, bacon time. Is Morbius mm-hmm. in it? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we have these vampires that just uh, jumped in through the window, which it's funny that they went with so many other rules that vampire lore follows, but they didn't go with a vampire needs to be invited into yeah. your house. Yep. Yeah. That, that always seemed like more of a tradition than, than uh, something that was generally like like oh silver hurts them or and i, and I mean like they, they're kind of picking and choosing here too because they're like oh a stake of oak through the heart or anything and it's like oh okay well well pine are, not are we going with that whole idea of like dracula 2000 you know so it's it's they're really pick and choosing yeah i mean i never really looked at it as tradition i always thought of it as part of the supernatural aspect like they legitimately are, there's a barrier that they cannot penetrate unless they are given they are given an open invitation a willing invitation into mm-hmm. somebody's home um it's like you know one of those weird rules that they had to have cheat codes around <laughs> you know yeah. so if a vampire walks up to your door and says up down left right yeah. <laughs> it's like start. up up down down left right yeah. left right exactly. da start he he comes in um, and there's thirty guys behind him. Yeah. All your base are belong to us. Yeah, exactly. Unless oh, unless you say something to the contra Ari. I'm sorry. What was your name again? Uh, Mister Konami. <laughs> <laughs> but you can call me Count. Yeah, Count. Just like Dracula. But my name is Konami. <laughs> okay. You want to you come in? I've been waiting for you to ask. I could really use a drink. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, so these these vampires crash in inexplicably, and Bruce just, you know, proceeds to mollywop them. You know, swack, shoop, swack, thwack. Those are the noises. Yep. You happy, you happy now, Leo? <laughs> Very much so. And just to point out, it looks like on the panel on the left there, he literally punched a face off the guy. Yeah, I that was very like Superboy Prime of him. I will punch you so hard, I will knock your face out of reality. Exactly. What, what kind of sense does that make? Oh, don't worry. You'll find out. You know those Rick and Morty faces? Show me what you got. That's what they came from. <laughs> Show me what you got. I like what you got. What's that, listener? You want to hear the rest of this episode? Well, I guess it's time to tune in. Same bad time, same bad channel, over at The Dork Night. You can check us out at Comics Paradox, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Instagram, and you can find us in the Dorkening Facebook group. Stop in, you can stop into the Splash Pages Comic Book Club, and you can uh, check out Comics Paradox. There we go. Powerful Brandon. 
Uh, hey everyone, yeah, so um, like like Justin said, check out Comics Paradox, uh, that's, that's the other podcast that we do, we cover Elseworlds and such like this, Elseworlds, what ifs and what have you, uh, but otherwise, you know, come on over to the Powers Combined Facebook group, uh, you know, we're a bunch of dorks that just like to share memes, info, laughs, good times we have by all. Our number one rule there is don't be a jerk, if you violate that, you will be booted uh, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Twitter at Brandon Powers and on Instagram at this Brandon Has Powers. And uh, aside from the Dork Knight and Comics Paradox, which uh, debut bi-weekly, one every other week on Sundays, wherever fine podcasts are broadcast, you can find me on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Dorking Wednesday Night Show, uh, live stream for your viewing pleasure. Awesome. And uh, yeah, for me, just Google Leo Pond, but I, I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. We got a ton of shows on the network. There's a ton of awesome people do it, doing a lot of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com, which you can see all the latest episodes there. And uh, like these fine gentlemen said, go check out Splash Pages, The Dork Knight, Comics Paradox. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying our best to cover, you know, encompass the world of comics uh, in our shows here. And uh, Justin, did you say where people can find you? Uh, they can find me in the Epic Shells Facebook group or uh, Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. So otherwise, anything dorking, you know, dorking related, I'm, I'm probably lurking around somewhere. You're lurking. You're lurking. <laughs> yeah, I'm lurking. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just surprised to find out right now that we're actually supposed to be trying our best. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Leo. I, I did not get the memo. <laughs> I I have been given nine percent at most. <laughs> hey, that's okay. <laughs> One tenth. Oh. <laughs> oh, with that, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.